0: did give away that I'm wearing a tie that everybody knows that I'm preaching today because I don't wear ties normally. And Harrison and Austin last week came all dressed up, so I was like, well, geez, I don't even own a suit, so this is the best you're going to get, I'm sorry. Um, Have you guys ever been witness or a part of something that has astonished you or that you could have sworn would never have happened? Um, Royals winning the World Series in your lifetime. Right? I was only four when that happened last time, so I never thought that would happen. Or landing on the moon. How about that? Uh, my algebra teacher in middle school always told us that we were not going to be able to carry calculators around in our pockets when we get older. So I'm sure every time she uses her cell phone, she's pretty amazed all the time. Because we actually do that now. <laughs> so how, how about this? i got a couple pictures to show you, but this next one here. This is one of my things that I was astonished at. This next picture here. A diskman. I never thought I would be able to listen to my CDs on the go when they first came out. Right? You guys over here are like, well, oh, that was awesome. You have no idea how astonishing that was. This next one is for uh, people that are a little bit older than me. That's how babies used to fly in the 60s. <laughs> Sorry, Terry and John, I bet you two are the only ones that would probably be able to even talk my wife into letting Ethan go to El Salvador. She said if it was still like this, he would still be able to go. But since they don't do that anymore, we, he, he's, he's not allowed to go anymore. Isn't that, isn't that astonishing that that's how babies flew back then? I, I, I'm thinking they need to come up with something for an adult's like that. I would fly a lot more often. Uh, so Jesus did so many things that astonished the people that he was around. Uh, today I want to take, uh, talk about a particular story in Mark chapter 1 if you guys want to follow along or navigate in your phones. So the last time I was truly astonished at what God was doing was December 2nd, 2018. Um, Sarah woke me up. She said she woke me up at 3 o'clock to tell me that she was, might be having uh, some labor pains, but I don't remember that at all. So when I woke up at 6 and she wasn't in the bed, that's when I found out. So I was astonished at that. that she talked to me, and I said and I answered and had a conversation with her. I was pretty astonished at that. But then we uh, did a couple of things. I was trying to get um, the teens lined out for that morning, um, so we just had to cancel class, but we were on our way to the hospital. And I got from our house to Liberty Hospital in eight minutes, which is also pretty astonishing if you guys know where I live. Um, so then during that whole process, so many things happened, but we had to go into an operating room. And if you guys have ever been a part of any of that, of watching an operation, I'm not so I walked in, and nobody said, hey, don't look this way, look that way. So um, that was astonishing. But then I heard his first cry, which I wish I could put into words, and I tried. I tried, but it's was just the most unbelievable thing I had ever heard in my life. And I wrote in my journal that night, uh, the only reason I can believe it is happening is because it's happening. Otherwise, I wouldn't believe it. So I'm going to turn to Mark chapter 1. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. Now, I want you guys to go back and highlight or underline verses 25 and 28. Um, When I'm on my phone app, I've been highlighting in pink because my mom... Uh, be breast cancer, be five years this October. So, if you guys want to do pink, that'd be a good thing. But verse 25 and verse 20, I want you guys to underline that or highlight that for later on. Um, so, so many things jump out here in this story about what Jesus is doing and how the first thing after Jesus chooses some disciples, he goes right into this healing person. He goes right into the synagogue, starts teaching. He's letting his disciples know hey, this is what the kingdom of God is going to be like, and you better get on it, okay? It's time. It's time to go to work. Now, think about what Peter, Andrew, James, and John. They had to have been amazed at that. The first time Jesus just says, Hey, follow me and make you fishers of men, and boom, he starts uh healing people. Or I wonder if it didn't hit him until later on. Because you know, Sarah was pregnant with Ethan for just over nine months. And I got what was coming. I knew what was coming. I knew baby was coming. But until that morning. Of December 3rd. next one. There should be a picture up there, Jan, for the next one. That's just hours old. Maybe, man, 12, maybe 13 hours old. But he's just looking up at me and truly astonishing that it finally sunk in for me. Now, you may be like, oh, I can't believe you didn't sink in until then. I can't explain that. I don't know how to explain that. I'm sorry. But until I was holding him, him looking at me, I was like, oh, now I believe it. Now it's happening. And it was astonishing of how the love that we felt from all the nurses, the doctors, the visitors, everybody that came by. But months later, um, I talked to Sarah and told her that I wasn't feeling the same spiritually and emotionally. Um, it felt weird to even say that to her because, I mean, look at he's the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life. But I, I, I just couldn't uh, put into words what I felt. So Jesus rebukes this unclean spirit. With a word that means to come forth with safety. don't you guys keep that in the back of your mind. Now, I knew this weird feeling would end, but I didn't know when or how it would uh, do all that. Uh, the combination of things um, I've been working through is, um, of course, sleep deprivation from somebody. I don't know who. Um, and just different things that have gone on in my life to uh, lead to depression. So there are certain steps that I've been taking um, to help me through that and then team-led worship was last week so i had to uh carter had to leave this morning but carter was doing communion austin and harrison were preaching and they had all the teams on the on the praise team so you have to get all that coordinated with everybody and when you're talking with them and studying with them you get to learn how god's working through their life and then i was upstairs in the media booth with uh, kyle thomas last week and i got this uh feeling in my stomach this my my gut um, that I was astonished at what was happening down on the stage. Um, I had been with these kids for, I've been a full-time minister for five years now, and I'm with these kids a lot of the time, but for some reason, last Sunday, uh, uh, something was lifted from me, um, a burden. It kind of woke me up, if that makes sense. Um, I was amazed at what the kids had done and their commitment to Jesus, and it, Woke me up, like I said. Now, the teens have been uh, learning about defending their faith uh, this year in their classes on Wednesdays and Sundays. And how much of a struggle it's got to be to walk the halls of public schools claiming to follow Jesus. The kids are seeking truth. And that's what they want to know. Uh, we just talked about the story of Elijah and uh, listening to God from First Kings chapter 19. Now, God didn't show up to talk to Elijah in a powerful wind that tore the mountain down. Or he wasn't in the earthquake that came. He wasn't in the fire that came after that. You guys remember what he came as? The gentle whisper. And when we're traveling through a season of darkness, uh, we can't seem to find a healthy rhythm. We need to treat it like a light bulb. So if the light bulb doesn't work, first thing you do, check the connection, right? John 15, Jesus talks about being the true vine and how we need to stay abide in him or stay connected with him we need to stay connected to him and his word we can't say I'm feeling down I don't want to read my bible today we have to stay connected to God's word so that we can stay open and connected to his voice I want to read uh, Psalm 19 1 through 6 for you Of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from his heat. You know, sometimes when it's dark, we forget to look up and see that the stars are shining for us. God used these teens to give me a spiritual reboot. We have to be open to what God wants to tell us by staying connected to his word and staying connected with his people. We have these reach groups going on right now. It's a perfect time, perfect example. That's staying connected with his people and staying connected in his word. Now we cannot fall. We create relationships and strengthen them through the study of God's word as a community. It has numerous, numerous benefits. When God made us in his image, he created us for relationship. God saw that it was not good for man to be alone. We are made to connect with other images of God under the power of Jesus' work on the cross. And we see what happens in verse 28. The news, or fame, depending on what version you're reading, spreads of Jesus. Jesus' fame and news spread because of certain things that God is doing in certain lives. And you going out and telling people how that is. Hey, God is doing this in my life, or... God is doing this through my life, and then people will hear about that, and they'll want to go out and share, and then Jesus will be all over Kansas City. How awesome would that be? All because you just went and talked to somebody at school, or you talked to somebody at a water cooler. Do offices have water coolers anymore? No? I've seen a lot of no. Okay, I just dated myself. I apologize. So, when you go talk to people about everyday things, you have the power to, to tell people, How awesome it is that God is working through your lives and what he is doing. When we're connected to God and his people, unclean spirits like depression, anxiety, shame, don't stand a chance. So, what are you going to be astonished or amazed at this week? God used teens for me last week to kick me out of a rut. What's he going to use for you? What or whom will he use to tell you something this week? Are you going to allow God to do something astounding with your life this week? That when others see it happening, they too will be amazed? I'm sure these lights aren't heated today. It is hot up here. So are you going to be open to to see what God is doing in other people's lives? Are you going to do that? Because God's working all over the place. Now we must stay connected to God through his word and his people and by having a conversational relationship with Him. Now, being close to God means communicating with Him, which is almost always a two-way street. You can't just wait for God to tell you something. you gotta talk, you got to talk to Him as well. Our failure to hear God has some deep roots in our failure to understand, accept, and grow into a conversational relationship with God. And then the news or fame of Jesus will spread throughout all of Kansas City. All because you just had a conversation with someone, or you can share with someone how amazed you are at what God is doing in your life. Now, when Jesus rebukes the unclean spirit, I mentioned earlier that the word means to come forth in safety. God's calling you today, same same way. He wants you to come; it's safe. Jesus, well, life in Jesus is a safe life. He wants you to come out of those out of those feelings and give give your life to Him, and be, and you will find rest. So today as we stand and sing, um, we invite you to come. If you're feeling down or anything, feeling in the darkness, let us pray for you. As we stand and sing, let's worship.